The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Featuring personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as educators, sex-positive personalities, and other amazing people sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is our own wonderful human with the questions, John or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and to our listeners, welcome. Every now and then when I do this show, I meet somebody who is pretty much a kindred spirit. Now, I by no mean am a dominatrix or in a dominant role, but I do appreciate people who have a passion for the cinematic flair of what we do. And what I mean by that is that they don't look at just the action that's going on, but also the surrounding, the feeling, the emotion, the total picture of the connection happening between two people. And our guest this week takes that vision and makes it into amazing moments for the people she connects with. Mistress Rogue is a Latina dominatrix. Her passionate and primal nature is fueled by her Hispanic background. Being born and raised in the wildlands of Venezuela, she grew up in a very chaotic environment that shaped her into the incredibly independent, driven woman that she is. More than just a fantasy provider, Mistress Rogue's vision involves empowering people, especially women, to live a fulfilling life through self-empowering practices and to lose the fear of adventuring into the exhilarating world of BDSM and femdom. She practices and teaches consent and provides a safe and controlled environment where people can let themselves feel things they never thought would be possible in order to find hope, peace, and love. Before becoming a professional dominatrix in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, Mistress Rogue worked as a graphic designer and photographer for over 10 years, inspiring a few of her creative projects such as Sultry Art and Rogue Shabari. Both of these artistic kinky projects represent the alternative lifestyle through photography and film. Mistress Rogue, on what women and other wonderful humans want. questions that establish the story. Five questions about firsts, bringing back the genesis of the character 
Behind the Human. It's the first five, and it starts now. First time you left Venezuela to come up to the United States, and how did you feel doing it? I'd had saved just about five grand total, um, basically ex exchanging my, you know, Venezuelan coin into dollars in like through the black market because you couldn't actually have access to dollars. It's kind of like a very similar situation with Cuba mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, I did not have a plan whatsoever. That ticket that I had bought was actually uh, to come and visit Disney World for wow. like for like the second time because the first time was when I was a kid so I really just I was what 21 21 or 22 and really I just wanted to get a, have a vacation but I want to say that like a day before I actually flew in I told my mom, I think I'm just going to stay there. Mm. So for me, it was, I just, I grabbed one suitcase, just like if I was a tourist and I landed in a random days in hotel at like four in the morning in Miami and rent got a rental car and stayed in, in a hotel and I basically spent like half of the money I had in the first week wow just just in like you know mistakes <laughs> so that was like very difficult it was terrifying first time <laughs> you realized that you were gonna make it here oh you know, you know how I knew I was going to make it here when I got a job four days later. Right, right away. I, my, my birthday is July 4th. And, <laughs> it, you know, it's kind of ironic, right? Like, it's almost like meant to be. And I landed in June 28th. By July 3rd, I was working. I was at work. I, I started out being a, ser a server. And of course, I completely lied. I was like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, boost up a fake resume and just got a first job. Didn't even know how to speak English, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I made it. <laughs> Somehow it, it worked. Yeah. First time you realized that being a dominatrix was what you wanted to do um <laughs> um you know it's actually when i was 18 years old i waited until i was an adult to lose my or basically to like offer my virginity to my current boyfriend uh and he gave me a bull whip and a teddy bear for my birthday for my 18th birthday and I pegged him for my birthday. <laughs> That's kind of when I knew that that uh, there was something going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Your first experience 
with rubber and what made oh. you fall in love with oh it? Oh my God, Robert, you, you got me there. You did your homework, didn't you? <laughs> uh, my first very experience with Robert. <clears throat> Let's talk about like way back to when I was a kid and just my fast fascination with shiny stuff. Um, at the beginning, it was very much the shiny, you know, kids formal dress patent shoes that simple absolutely no no kink whatsoever and then fast forward teenage years I watched Batman Returns and discovered Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman <laughs> that was definitely my first sexual awakening and then I saw that cat suit and then I, you know, always fascinated with it. I would draw little, I would draw like girls in um, cat suits, of course. Um, and then when I finally got stable financially before I became a dominatrix, I had, I had always had this desire to get my own latex. So I gathered up some money and for my birthday, I think I was maybe 27. It wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. Um, I got on brightandshinystore.com, which is a store from Ukraine, which is you know, sadly not working right now due to the war. Um, I got myself my first cat suit. It was $250. And I put it on and I think I like, I felt like, like a runner's high. I, I can't explain it. It was just like, I put it on and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is amazing. Oh my God. Like, oh, <laughs> I can't even explain the feeling. It was just like euphoria. I knew that I needed more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah first time you went from being a dominatrix to being the head of a house oh right um right so when I started uh the first thing I did was quit my vanilla job which was very unfulfilling I was working as a graphic designer for a uh I, I was like, uh, not as a graphic designer, I was like head of marketing at a uh, ABA therapy company. It was just like <clears throat> very boring. <laughs> not even going to lie to you. I was just sitting in there kind of finding things to do. It was like, it was driving me insane. Um, so I said, you know what? I'm going to open my own photo studio because I'm, I'm a, also a photographer and that's that's kind of one of my big passions, you know, making art and taking photos. So I I gathered up some money that I had saved up and I opened a studio and just kind of started from scratch. It was just like a blank slate. And then I was I went through a really, really bad breakup that was basically like it took me to the rock bottom of my life. Like it was emotionally like damaging I feel like if I feel like that relationship was basically like 
like the life just shook me up and just like pushed me into transforming myself into like the most powerful version of myself so I started I got on FetLife um and I started meeting people and I started getting some you know guys asking me for fit pics and stuff like that and you know one thing led to the other and then I started taking guys into my photography studio for some sort of domination sessions and I was doing a lot of flogging and stuff very basic and then one thing led to the other and I just turned my photography studio into my first dungeon it was just a studio and it was just kinky and I was just doing both and it was kind of awesome and then I started leading a uh, 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 like a munch a meetup um, and I met two friends that wanted to get out of the jobs they were currently in because they, they were, again, very unfulfilling and, you know, they, they were very kinky and I'm like, well, why don't I train you to do what I know that to do? And maybe if you like it, you can work with me. So that started, that started the house. And it was uh, Princess Mia, uh, Miss Envy, and I. And then we started adding all the other members after like two years. Yeah. Pretty amazing <laughs> how a simple idea can turn into something so big. And when we return yeah. on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, we're going to go into the shiny world of Mistress Rogue a lot more when we return. We do this show without paid advertisers and provide it to you as a labor of love. If you want to help the show, as well as contribute to Catsuit's conference fund to get live interviews and teach some amazing classes, you can give at bit.ly slash thanks, Catsuit. Now let's hear from some of Catsuit's friends with some messages for you. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? Or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, <laughs> uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. King for the Curious, a BDSM activity book for beginners, written by Princessa Natasha Strange, and that's me, <laughs> is available on Amazon. Go get it now. 
Welcome to the Yoniverse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur the moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. We invite you to connect with us on social media so you can follow all the great news about the show. You can find us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and on FetLife at WWWPodcast. And if you want to follow the host, that's easy as on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, he is Hi There Catsuit. And now back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. Thank you, Noki, and welcome back to the program. Joined by Mistress Rogue, the founder of the Dom House in Tampa Bay, a beautifully appointed dungeon, which I understand is going to have another evolution here soon, and I wish you the best of luck with that. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes, I'm very excited about it always evolving i think i just like changing (laughs) one thing that i know about you because you were suggested to me by a good friend of the show alicia zadig who is just amazing woman (laughs) and then i see pictures of you with one of my all-time favorites master trinity and i said i (laughs) need to talk to this person (laughs) Oh, yeah. Eternal crush. (laughs) I have shown their picture to many a female friend of mine, and they said, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, Master Trinity is just amazing. So shiny. You too are very shiny, and you have (laughs) this amazing charisma about you that Thank I can you. see through your still pictures. Where did you pick that up? Pick what Pick what up? Charisma? Being so charismatic, being, uh, have you always been confident or is it something oh, that no. has developed? <laughs> no, I've not always been this uh, uh, charismatic, as you call it. It's very flattering. Thank you. Um, I used to be extremely shy. Um, but when I started that meetup that I was talking to you about, I wanted to meet kinky people in, in the area because I moved from Miami to Tampa uh, to be with my ex-partner. <clears throat> and we really wanted to explore uh, polyamory and kink. And, you know, we were like, okay, where do we meet these people? And I'm just like, well, I am not very good at going to people and talk to them. So what if I make them come to me? <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was my little brain going, oh, maybe I can make this happen. We ended up we ended up having like a thousand members Wow! before COVID hit. And I kind of started being a little less, less nervous about talking to people and 
and and stuff like that and we were doing like house parties and we were doing educational workshops and stuff like that and then COVID hit and you know a little bit of drama the group got a little too big and it was a little difficult to manage really but I think that my confidence comes from doing what I really think I know how to do you know when you when you when you know what you're doing uh and you have a a good intention and you're honest about what you do it's like it's like flagging you know it's like here I'm a mistress this is what I offer um let me show you the way you know um and I and I I'm always I I I have this desire to show like that super villain side because it's just so artistic to me and it looks badass and it's always what I was inspired when I was in my teenage years. Like I would always look up to these um, models on Instagram or uh, suicide girls. I, I thought they were all so badass, especially like gothic girls with all the latex and the platforms and the makeup and the, oh, so it's like beautiful, dark feminine beauty, you know? So I think that I just want to express myself and I like seducing people. <laughs> <laughs> I like seducing people, you know, just being a little sexy. Do you have a secret potion for that? I do. Um, intention. It's intention because I... I want to say that when you when you make your intentions clear, you are more you're gonna get more feedback from people than if you don't have a clear intention. That's that's my secret. <laughs> you and I would be very dangerous together because <laughs> you being the supervillain and me identifying as damsel in most of oh, my scenes. Yeah. <laughs> That yes. would be very dangerous and very fun. Oh, very much. Yes. For me, it's because everyone always looks to me to be the one in control of the situation or uh -huh. John will take care of it or John will do it. And there are times when I need to realize I can't do all that. Let me see what happens if I put myself in this beautiful submissive mind uh -huh. and just yeah. allow things to happen. And I think that's mm -hmm. what brought on my original damsel identification. But yeah. it's also the fact that I love badass women. I mm -hmm. appreciate the strength, <laughs> not only in body, but in mind. Because yeah. to me, the mind is the more powerful part of that. That's one of the reasons why I also chose uh, being a dominatrix for a living. Um, you know, a, a difference that to many like areas of sex work where it's very heavily focused on what you look like or what the model looks like. My career success depends entirely on my my skills, my capacity to read people, my um, my experience 
my technique, the way I talk to people. So everything is very cerebral to me. And and I think I'm I'm also a sapiosexual. So like I am I'm, I'm mostly attracted to people through like conversation and picking people's brain. I, I like having intellectual conversations. I love I, I love very like technical heavy and, and complex scenes. So like I'll come up with some crazy ideas and just you'll see me tying somebody up and I'm like sweating and it's just like I'm making this little kinky puzzle happen and it's just like I you can't just go next door and get someone to do that to you you know you gotta go you gotta go come see Mistress Rove you know <laughs> so I think that's special in your biography, you said you were born and raised and grew up in a very chaotic environment. I was, yes, that is correct. I have a At, lot of street experience. <laughs> I'm street intelligence, street smart. I have no doubt. As a dominatrix, yeah, your job is to almost take chaos. Mm-hmm and focus it yes i basically you know i i've developed this uh skill to lead lead the way and and it's great at work but sometimes it can get a little in the way in my personal life i have this tendency to be like pack leader but also like a little bit like control freak you know, because like I have this idea that my way is the best way. And if you're not doing it my way, then get out of my way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? My slave likes it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you got to be a little mad to be to be a dominatrix, in my opinion. What makes you relax? What allows you to be able to take care of yourself yoga i do yoga almost every day i'm addicted to hot yoga uh i'm not gonna lie to you i am a stoner <laughs> nothing wrong with that especially after like a very uh long session oh my gosh to get home and smoke a little bit oof please that sounds amazing um but on the daily basis i i like to practice yoga because <clears throat> before i found yoga i was extremely stressed and very anxious um very scattered brain and i always wanted to learn how to meditate because i think that it's something that is timeless. You can do it now. You can do it when you're 80. You can do it anytime and any, anywhere without any tools, but just your brain. And, and I think that it's indispensable for any good dom to be able to control yourself and meditation and practicing that is, it's a great exercise for self-control especially in hot yoga, because I am, you know, holding this really difficult poses at a hundred degrees in a, in a room full of other people who are doing the same. And it's just like, you better do it 
<laughs> you better do it. <laughs> you know. Have you been competitive all your life? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why. I've always been very competitive. Um, I think it's it's uh I think it's a survival instinct. I think it's a survival instinct. I don't know why. It's fun. Mm -hmm. listen if there's not competition it's boring and you know I've, if this this personality trait has gotten me a little bit in trouble before as you could probably already kind of imagine um but recently I was meditating and I realized and I told to myself that that that, that competition will be fun again when I realize that I am my biggest competitor, myself, you know, so working on that <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but that tells me a lot about you in the fact that anybody who is a worthwhile dominatrix has to be able to mold and shape the minds of their subs or their play partners to be able to go along with what is being presented. Because I know, and mm -hmm. obviously I've, I've had more than 156 interviews that I've done in this podcast. Mm -hmm. And the word fetish dispenser comes up in many of them because mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. a lot of people expect. I'm mm -hmm. going to go pay this person to get what I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, if they realized that just giving a scenario, a situation, how you want to feel and not having to check tick uh, check mm -hmm. boxes mm -hmm. can bring out so much in a person. Yeah, actually, it, that's quite interesting. Um, I have a specific like um, booking uh, process mm -hmm. if you want to call it that I came up with um, just for like my own for the sake of being prepared mm -hmm. um, even though I don't uh, consider myself a fetish dispenser I consider myself um, a little bit of a fantasy provider mm -hmm. um, but that touches a little bit on what I find um, fun and what I find very fulfilling is to meet somebody and get in their brain and get into the that that the deepest end of their darkest desires and make that happen in in such a unique way that they can't get it anywhere else. And I think that's a that's a powerful way to see it. When I when when people go to my website and they fill out my booking form, they're filling out a very general interest area, because when I do my booking process and they pay for a consultation fee, I ask them very vague, general questions. But there's no other talking than that. The real game happens and starts when I open that door. I am reading them from the moment they walk in. And that's when we have a conversation. We talk about 
boundaries, expectations, desires, and all of that. And the first time when they come in, it's like, I consider it like a first date. So I never agree on like, you know, mistress, I want you to do this, this and that. And I'm like, well, that's going to cost you like five times the usual price. Sure, I'll do it. But I assure you, if we do it my way, you're going to like it better. You know? Yeah. Do you think everybody has a bit of dark inside them that they're scared to let out? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's why we have jobs. You know? Absolutely. And I think it's okay to have them. Um, What I think it's important is to dominate your own demons and find a safe fun way to engage in your fetishes and things that are taboo in a way that is not hurting you or anybody else in a way that is like you know bad like like traumatic like damaging other person's feelings you know property legal stuff all that stuff but if you can do it in a safe fun way why not can you keeping privacy obviously paramount Mm -hmm. can you recall a time where you opened that front door and saw someone come in and you read them one way but discovered there was this beauty about them that you could have never expected Hmm. You know, I think uh, my current slave, actually. My current slave walked into my dungeon as a man. And mid-session, I just, I just saw through her. And I told him at the time, are you sure you're not transgender? And that was the beginning of her journey as, you know, starting to get to know me and becoming a more, um, more serious thing. We actually, it's funny. Okay. Backstory. We met on OkCupid. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. and I swiped right on a man little did I know and I was like you know I'm not into you so we can be friends if you want to so he at the time comes and says well I want to pay you for a session and I'm like you can do that <laughs> comes in and turns out it's not actually a man a transgender person who is lost and needs some guidance so I at the time I was looking for a roommate who was um, also service oriented so I was like well if you want to be my roommate and my maid then we can maybe get something going on so we we did a lot of you know back and forth and a lot of mentorship and I mean you should see her now (laughs) she's a pro dog (laughs) and my slave at the Mm -hmm. same time it's just crazy i can imagine what that does to your (laughs) mind but what does that do to your heart 
I feel so happy about that. I mean, she is happy. And I'm happy that she's happy. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's very trippy, <laughs> but beautiful because she found herself. I think one of the most beautiful things people can do for each other is to see the other person. Yeah. And accept be, the other person. Accept, embrace yeah. is another word that I would use. Embrace, yes. Where acceptance is like, okay, you're here. I, I, I see you there, but embracing is like, I see everything about you and I want to be a part of it. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's being like that to a degree, because don't get me wrong. Like you see Mistress Rogue, I'm all about it. I am Mistress Rogue. And whenever somebody wants to be my friend, whenever I meet somebody and they ask me what I do, I tell them exactly what I do. And I tell them exactly what I do with like, I, there's no stuttering. There's no, oh, well, I do this thing. No, I'm a dominatrix for a living. Yes, I do that. And they're just like, oh, oh. There's like two kind of reactions. There's like the, oh, oh. And there's like, oh, whoa, what is that? I want to know all about it. <laughs> so I, I only really limit myself to people who are not judgmental. And people who are open-minded enough to to want to create a connection with me because I know I know my worth and I know that this community is huge. And I am hungry for just meeting all of these beautiful people and making friends and feeling seen and and feeling like I fit because I do not. I do not fit in the vanilla world. I never have. When I read about the fact that you don't fit in the vanilla world. How are you able to navigate it or do you just not care? I don't care. I mean, think about it this way. You know, I, I understand the concept of keeping keeping appearances and and acting like a like a good um uh, citizen and all that stuff. And I do, I'm very respectful. You know, I don't go out and do crazy stuff in public where children are around or anything like that. You know, I respect my neighbors. I've never had a single issue in public or with the, with law enforcement, not, nothing at all, you know? Um, but I, you have to understand, I came from a different country. I left everything behind and I am very detached. And to me, it's easy to um, talk to somebody and I right away will know what they think. I, I right away, I can see it in their eyes. It's almost like I can smell it. You know, I smell the judgment. I see the way they look at me. Like, you know, some people look at me like, how could you? How, how dare you live this life of sin or whatever? You know, and I just... I, I I don't I don't feel anything. I I know that what I do is full of love. Mm -hmm. I know that what I do is full of good intentions. I don't feel any remorse. I don't ever like go home after a scene and feel like, oh God, what have I done? No, it's not like that. It's just, it's just not my vibe, you know. 
to each their own for sure some people like doing things that are kind of more spicy in that in that regard or that might make them feel guilty I'm not one of those people I like doing things that are wholesome like hardcore but we're also laughing maybe at, mm -hmm. in the middle you know like I I can be putting a needle through somebody's balls and cracking a joke at the same time <laughs> it's just it's just the endorphins i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i can only imagine the laugh from the other side it's like when we come back on what women and other wonderful humans want presented by dating kinky i want to dive into all things rubber with mistress Ooh. rogue we're gonna yes. have some fun when we come back <laughs> Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Recently, we put together a brand new book called Hearts and Collars, reflecting 20 years in a power exchange relationship. It's 350 pages of what we've been living for the past 20 years. Indeed, and it's got chapters like communication, power exchange and spirituality, how to be a leader, high protocol, becoming a follower, rituals, the new porch time, victim, survivor, and thriver, power exchange and polyamory, submissive versus wife, the Practical Contract Guide, Relationship short Shorthand, as well as other tools and experiences we've had over the years. Check it out at eroticawakening.com slash hearts and collars. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think, and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. Hi there, I'm Nookie. My pronouns are she, hers, and I'm the founder of Dating Kinky, a different kind of dating and educational site for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Catch me in my own podcast, Dating Kinky. And now back to John and their guest on What Women and other wonderful humans want. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program. Glad to be joined by Mistress Rogue from the Tampa Bay area, the founder of the Dom House. And you do something that is, I think, somewhat unique in that a lot of people have dominatrix schools or academies, 
But you have this thing called Dominatrix Bootcamp that is really a one-on-one program. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yes. So I I am self-taught Dominatrix and I've, I've found a lot of success in doing the things in the way that I do it. I do them. Um, I take pride in being very safe. Uh, both like my safety is important and also the safety of others is important as well. And I like to teach how to do things in the most like ethical way possible. And I just want to s- help others like step into this career if they so decide they want to um so i created the uh, dominatrix Bootcamp, which is a 14 lesson course that can be taken at any speed it could be very intensive and you can get all the education in a very fast fashion very intensive every lesson has a I think it's a total of 60 hours of one-on-one training and education. And it, it can be very affordable. You can pay like on your own pace. You can also purchase just the lesson like, oh, I just want to learn this or that specific techniques. Um, I also do like just regular coaching for couples or people who are interested in just kind of spicing spicing up their lives, uh, their the intimacy. And honestly, I also offer coaching for uh, specifically women who want to learn how to love themselves and how to become more confident and how to get rid of that, you know, inside depression that can eat you up and show you like, show them how beautiful they are and to learn to exude that from the inside. So that's kind of what I I like to give back to the community a little bit. It it gives me purpose every time that I've, I've, because I've trained um, some of the local professional dominatrixes in the Tampa Bay area. Um, As I mentioned before, Princess Mia and Miss Envy, are two exceptional dominatrixes in the area as well and we all work together and we all constantly would like you know teach each other skills and you know have meetings and be like okay how are we doing this let's let's do a uh, workshop for this workshop for that and you know uh, it's it's proven that it works you know you can make a living being a dominatrix and if you're a kinky person and you're sexy and and that's what you're all about. Like, I think you should embrace it, you know, as a, as a, as a, in a, in a personal level, I've always been very kinky. I was always that like, you know, sexual inappropriate joke teenager mm-hmm. in high school. And I always felt really guilty about being that way until I decided to embrace it. And it's beautiful. So, yeah. Empowerment is a word that you love. I know. Yes. Empowerment. Absolutely. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about is something that we have in common, and that is we both come from a creative media background. You as a graphic designer and a photographer, myself as a television producer and personality. 
-hmm. we appreciate the cinematic part of what we do. And you talked to me during the break that your mind is open to collaborate with others to bring this cinematic vision to life. Tell me more about that. Yes, yes, actually. So it's interesting because I always end up gravitating toward other artists, being an artist myself. I went to I went to school because I wanted to have a plan B. But when I was younger, my plan A was to make it as a musician. Back in 2000, I don't know, like 11 years ago, 2000, what is that? 19? No. Ah. 10 years ago. Math too. Yes. I, me too. 10 years ago. There you um, go. I actually recorded an album. I'm a songwriter. Um, but and came to to Miami kind of uh, trying to be a musician and that was just like a mess. It was I did not like the industry at all. So I kind of quit that. <laughs> but just to tell you that I've always been into art and music and films and all of that artistic uh, area of life. So what better than utilizing those tools to create cinematic kink? So I am currently working with my slave, Miss Arden, um, in this beautiful life slash art project. We wanna bring it to life to make anything between fandom clips that look extremely good, beautiful cinematic with lots of intention, purpose, history, story, everything, crazy stuff. And also do just very, um, not vanilla, very much kink, but like that can be taken into the mainstream Mm -hmm. to show the vanillas <laughs> what kink is and why we do it and how we do it and why it's beautiful and why we are we're valid you know i think it's important to somebody has to do it and i think i'm going to be the person to do that if i have the the means to so i last year i invested in really good equipment we're using it, we're making great content, and I want to call out um, any content creators or artists that want to collaborate and make art into just reaching out and let's talk and let, let's get weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm making some content with Master Trinity. Uh, they are actually coming tomorrow for uh, the second time. Uh, we are currently editing the first few clips we made, and they I'm gonna tell you they look incredible. Mm. Uh, so I can't wait to show you guys. We're making some more content tomorrow, and just like that, anybody else, please just reach out. Let's make some beautiful content, especially Robert. Please bring it, bring it. <laughs> well, there's the segue right there, isn't it, Robert? You and I both have a love for it. I haven't Mm -hmm. been able to play as much as I've wanted to, but I have been able to have my first back bed scenes and back cube scenes. Oh, the back cube is just, oh my God. (laughs) Absolute best. I had this experience at DomCon, Mistress 
Snow Mercy, Mr. Snow. Oh, Snow or... Mercy, yes. Yes, Snow Mercy put me in this back cube. And I just, I think I came when if it finished, like sucking the air out. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, whoa, can I just live in this, please? <laughs> you talked about the fact that the first time you put on rubber, you had a rubber, you had a runner's eye. Yeah. Yeah. You have this feeling. <laughs> I describe being in a cat suit as the ultimate mindfulness exercise. Mindfulness? How so? When you're wearing a cat suit and it's well fitted. Oh, you know, you I actually can... haven't experienced that because mine have been just like odd sizes, not ah. made to measure. Well, I, I, I really want one. When they are well fitted, you can think, my shoulder is being caressed right now. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. So is the back of my thigh. Oh, the mm. bottom of my foot, oh, the, my back. And suddenly you everything. realize that everything it's is a body being hug. held. Mm -hmm. And you realize that you are in a safe space. Yeah. When I was put in a vac bed for the first time, and then also put in an inflatable double layer cat suit and then wrapped into a latex body bag. Oh, wow. Nice. The safest <laughs> place I have been in my life. Mm -hmm. Nothing could get to me. I was being held and I was getting so emotional in those moments. Oh, wow. Because that's all I've ever wanted to be is in a safe space where nothing could get to me. It's so interesting because when I put it on, I just feel like invincible. I feel like the sexiest, most powerful creature that I could, I could convince anyone to do anything while I am wearing my rubber. It's just, it's just a feeling. I don't know. There was a picture you posted today of on Twitter of a rubber scene that you had done where the, the sub was in a cat suit. Mm -hmm. You were in, I think a cat suit as well. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's sometimes there's sexual things that, go yeah. on but the sheer joy of rubber and rubber and the shininess and the slickness and mm -hmm. the nothing is out in the open but everything is out in the open yes i know ah that's my favorite because the thing is how sexy can you be while you're all covered that can be sexier than nude and it makes you it makes you feel like that person that's that is super sexy all covered up it's also smart and I think that's sexy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because you, you figured it out how to be that sexy and, and sultry and exquisite, but also 
There's no nudity there. That's powerful to me. I watched a burlesque performance last year at Naughty Revival where a woman came out in a spandex zentai suit with, God, I love spandex. with sparkles. You and I have to have some conversations. Listen, I almost wore the spandex onesie, but it was black, so I didn't want to be black on my black chair and everything black, but I almost did it. I'm not joking you. <laughs> in this burlesque performance, uh-huh. she eventually took the suit off and had pasties and a thong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And looked really nice. And I said to my friend who went to the performance with me, if she'd only done that backwards, I would be turned on as hell. Wow. Wow. To see? put it on, to, <laughs> to see the shapes. And to me, what light does to spandex and to very well shined latex is the mm-hmm. light becomes another sense. Yes. The way it caresses every part of the body. And when you see it, you can't help but being turned on. Have you, I'm sorry, have you seen my suit up videos? No. Oh my God. I'm just going to gift it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that the, the, the act of putting on uh, latex is an art and I, I I'm treating it almost as the, as a craft mm-hmm. so I have been making these videos and of course the first one wasn't as good as the second one and the third one it just keeps getting better but I'm working on perfecting the, the art of suiting up mm-hmm. so I, I'm making these videos and where I'm like you know, putting on my latex in the most elegant, seductive way possible. And I feel like you would really appreciate those videos Mm -hmm. because there's no, like, you you can't see anything. It's just, you know, my leg and then my arm and then the zipper and then the corset. And it's just like very sexy. I don't know. I I love it. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to send you on. Thank you. The Mm -hmm. moment that I feel the most empowered and most of my stuff is spandex because that was my original and that's what I could afford mm-hmm. is the moment that I put my left foot into the leg and it goes oh. over my thigh. That exact moment is when oh. I, whether it's a pair of tights or leggings, but that exact moment puts me in this mindset of this is where I want to be. There's no so body dysmorphia or anything. Yes, it's just that is simply, gone. this is where I want to be. This is how I feel comfortable. And it is extremely comfortable. Um, sometimes I do yoga with my spandex mm-hmm. on. Oh, you're just slide on the floor. It's oh, so Oh, cozy. Mistress Rogue, oh. May, I, may I give you something <laughs> that you will probably use with a future sub, but you will get so much out of it. Please? I was privileged enough to play with Brat Sheba, who is a well-known educator from uh, up here in the, uh, she's up in Columbus. Mm-hmm. She and Barrick used to put on Winter Wickedness and Cope every year. Oh, nice. And 
we had done a scene where I had taken her impact and she was very surprised that sweet cat suit that she'd known at winter wickedness was suddenly taking all this heavy impact said what happened to you <laughs> so during aftercare we are holding each other and she starts realizing that her leg is sliding over my cat suit and then her arm is sliding over my cat suit and she's like wow this is this is an intimacy i haven't felt and i said to her you can only imagine what it's like when two people are wearing cat suits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I said, if it's mm -hmm, spandex, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's oil wrestling without the mess. Yes. Yeah. I know. So we decided we were going to do a scene. Oh, wow. And nobody was the top. Nobody was the bottom. Okay. And it was in a swingers club atmosphere. And so they have those meeting beds or orgy beds that are basically uh -huh, just uh -huh. wrestling yeah. pads on. Yeah. Uh, and so the two of us went back there. Nobody else was around us. And she wore a, a blue Zentai suit, but she kept the hood off. But she had her hands covered and her feet covered. Nice. I had one where my feet were covered, but my hands were still out there. And it was a very very tight, very thin suit that had zipper up the front. Mm -hmm. And we basically started just snuggling. And then the snuggling started turning into more wanting to press against each other mm -hmm. and such. Yeah, like a little now, primal. I have mentioned that I am not very sexual when it comes to my play, but one of the things I'd love to see is the pleasure that comes to a woman that I'm playing with. Mm -hmm. That brings me huge joy. Mm -hmm. So as she's sliding, she's realizing, oh, the friction of this is doing something to me. Mm -hmm. And we start going, slide. I start sliding up and down her body and she starts sliding up and down my body. Wow. And suddenly she starts going, Oh, and I'm like, and oh. Then, oh, and I watch as she gets totally turned on by two people being totally covered in spandex mm -hmm. with each other. Yeah. And she starts screaming in orgasmic joy. Wow. And I oh. was like, Urkel, did I do that? I, wow. I was like, <laughs> and then it happened a couple more times. And it was like, I have dreamed about a scene like this with somebody because I know how it feels with me. And I was able to allow her to feel what it was like. And it was even better than I had imagined it for her. Yeah. And she said, we need to do this again. It's, it's panic. It's just, I don't know, cat suits. Cat suits in general. Like, I've always been fascinated. You know, and I got myself one with the footsies. It has the feet. Mm -hmm. but it, does, it doesn't have the hands. Um, It's just, it feels comfy, cozy, sexy. I don't know. 
And the and, other thing that it does huh? that you don't realize, for those of us with anxiety, it can help calm us down. If I've had a bad day at work, mm -hmm. I come home and get in a cat suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing yeah. sexy about it. It's just, oh, I'm being I hugged. think it's, no, I think it's sexy. I think mm -hmm. it just shapes the body in like the oh, most yeah. beautiful shapes. You know, when I see my legs in the in mm -hmm. the spandex, you can see the shine. Because the the spandex that I like, I I figured, I found out, you know, scrolling on Twitter and seeing mm -hmm. all these beautiful Sentai suits. Oh my gosh, don't get me started. But I think I really like that, like extra thick but extra glossy. Mm -hmm. like satin 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 spandex and, oh god just so please. one leo, of each color <laughs> leo hex leo and hex that's the one i have yes and hero gato hero gato is the one i really want because i they have the shade of gold that i really mm -hmm. really like it's not yellow it's like actually gold gold yeah oh i definitely want one of those and then so my friend Tanya Winter at Winter Fetish makes some amazing ones. Uh, and she she was the original cat suit maker and made the original Zentai for uh, It's Always oh. Sunny in Philadelphia. When oh, the green wow. men came out, she made those. Uh, no so, way. Yeah. So that was. Um, wow. Yeah. I, believe me, I, cat suits, I, can t I could do an hour on cat suits. And it sounds like we both could do that, but uh, you know what? I, you know what I want to do? I want to do a rope scene. I'm wearing a cat suit, bottoms wearing a cat suit, and I'm using nylon rope because mm -hmm. it's all silky and slippery, and I can like fly that rope across the body, mm -hmm. very very buttery and like no tackiness. Oh. It sounds like heaven. It's physical hypnosis when it's done. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You I and I that. could talk forever about this. I, <laughs> I guarantee think so, you. Yeah. <laughs> Mistress, right. Ro Mistress Rogue, it has been so good getting to know you. It's been wonderful being able to talk to you. I wish you all the great things. I look forward to seeing you at FetishCon, which I hope I get to do. Yes, and this time we'll actually know who the other person is so we can say Absolute. hi. Oh, I think you'll recognize me. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully uh, you're not in a catsuit and covered up. Well, I will be in face. a catsuit covered up. Actually, I'm having some custom-made catsuits for FetishCon. You got to show me some pictures. I, well, I'm, they're being designed <laughs> for me. And part of the joy is I'm not going to know the design until I put them on for the first time. That's really cool. That's really cool. Okay, now you have to show me. I will definitely. And I'm going to send you that suit up uh, latex video just, just, just because I think you're amazing. Oh, thank you. Mistress Rogue, <laughs> the honor has been mine. <laughs> thank you so much for having me in your show i really appreciate it i love it you made my day wow what an amazing woman mistress rogue is and i really enjoyed getting to know her we share that vision of that total cinematic feel for when it comes to kink and what we love 
that big screen feel that makes you feel like you're in a world that is so much bigger than life, but yet so intimate when we're in it. Here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. Jacqueline Michelle is a consultant when it comes to sensuality and erotic expression through BDSM and Tantra. Her programs Boundless, which is Sensual Somatics Shibari, and the Sensual Sabari Sessions have brought a unique look into the world of BDSM, including the... A new edition of the show premieres next Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, special thanks to Mistress Rogue for being on the program, and I thank you for joining us. If you have an opportunity, I would greatly appreciate it if you went to Apple Podcasts or to Spotify and leave us a rating and review. It does help us out, and it's good to know that we're doing something positive for this wonderful community that we love. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What women and other wonderful humans want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast, and now select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash datingkinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.